guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, as always, Erin, but today, instead of having a live guest for you all, I'm going to be playing the fourth episode of the Level 20 Dungeons & Dragons game that I played with uh, my private weekly group um, a little while back. Essentially, about a year ago, um, I recorded a game with my um, private weekly group of guys, um, and we played level 20 characters, which is like the highest level of Dungeons and Dragons character that you can create. And so I've been playing that every once in a while over the past year. And now's the time to continue the story as it reaches its juicy, juicy climax. So I hope that you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I did. And if you want to listen back to what's already happened in this story, everything is available on our archive on the website at radiofreebrooklyn.com or also uh, on Spotify. Woo, Spotify. <laughs> um, so you guys should definitely go check that out for sure. Um, before I let you guys listen to the madness, first I have to do, of course, a couple of on-air reads for the radio station. So here we go. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios, or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time monthly donation. One time... First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon and Amazon isn't striking right now, you can go to amazon.com slash smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford to give will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. So thank you guys so much. Uh, and if you would like to check out what's going on at the station outside of these announcements, uh, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter, uh, which you can sign up for at radioforbrooklyn.org slash newsletter. So again, thank y'all so much um, for doing all of this. We really appreciate you, and I appreciate you. Now enjoy a little bit of Level 20 Dungeons and Dragons. So what you're going to hear first is going to be a bit of a previously on that I made back when I was being fancy. So I hope that you guys enjoy that too. Okay, enjoy. Bye. 
My name's Mike. I'm playing a character named Lion Grecian, and he is a level 20 fighter. Like I modeled him loosely on Achilles. He's such a good fighter that he angered the very gods themselves. I'm playing Aramon Nilo. He is a level 20 dragon sorcerer. He basically cares for his people more than anyone else, and the rest of the world can burn. I'm playing Mathalon, who is a level 1 fighter, level 19 wizard, who is a blade singer. The elven sword artifact that's passed down from one generation to the next. His student was about to successfully kill Mathalon and become the new bearer. Hadrian hails from uh, the Forgotten Realms, or Faerun. He is a high-ranking priest of Helm that is dedicated to finding and cleansing dark artifacts. Honestly, his life was very good. He'd done his service, and his service was over. It was time for him to rest. There is a large gathering of people in the observatory just upstairs in this temple. I doubt that they would enjoy your presence. Lion is basically already heading up the stairs like but he's restraining himself because he's kind of waiting for orders he just understands that he's not in command but he's just like all right let's go let's fight you know let's do it lion if you will take point tip of the spear as always this flat deck teeming with angelic beings and robed clerics of every sort a stream of figures uh which look a lot like the uh, corrupted diva that you fought and a number of the other priestly figures seem to be loading this frame up with small boxes or crates closer to you guys on the back of the deck are a group of clerics working to pack boxes. They all seem too busy to have noticed you guys yet. Stand back. I will cast Reverse Gravity. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, all of those that were there are now uh, up in the air, but the Corrupted Diva, they are spread their wings, but it's not working at all, they're, so they're just grabbing onto the deck with their legs dangling in the air. And I'm going to shoot eight arrows at once at their hands. They're all floating away. If yeah. they don't hit anything, they're just randomly turning with nothing <laughs> to kind of anchor them. It's a really weird scene. You would think that there was water, but there is none. He's going to use a bonus action to start the blades on. A low hum, almost like faint elvish song uh, pops up in the background. This is going to be a lot of rolls. They take 38 force damage. Each? Yes. As he's walking past you with a smile, he basically teleports. Five of the divas have this like bright slashing happen by them, and then he appears by a sixth. Simulacra Mavalon is going to do the exact same thing to the same five targets. Wow! (laughs) It's dead, and it starts floating up into the air. A dead angel flying. It's weird. Oh, dead angel flying band name called it. Let me just roll a shit ton of dice here. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I will cast Ice Storm. <laughs> Good God. Wow. They're dead in the air. <laughs> you just collected this lovely hanging sea of dead bodies above you. I'll release concentration and everybody still floating will fall down 100 feet and take 100 foot falling damage. Now I have to walk through the splattered sludge of all of these bodies. <laughs> so gross. They're going to go like back to back, both going to cast Everard's Black Tentacles. Yes, or you're going to counterspell? No, I am not going to counterspell. You thought about it though, didn't you? Uh, for half a second. Yeah. Mathalon 2 is going to counterspell. <laughs> So which one are you going to counterspell? Because there are two doing it. And Mathalon 1 is also going to counterspell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that griffin your... I can get a griffin, I can get a pegasus, a saber-toothed tiger, a rhinoceros. A, a rhinoceros? So basically what that looked like was, it looked like the Tasmanian devil yeah. of mixed with 300, just like a sword <laughs> and a tornado of shield and, and blood flying all over the place. Hadrian's gonna quickly crack his neck once, disappear in a puff of smoke, and appear directly above two hits against the guy as I'm falling down. 67 damage. Uh, it's only been like a minute, maybe. <laughs> And there you have it. So they're in the middle of an intense battle of which they're, it's uh, basically ramping up now at this point. Uh, there are two more corrupted divas left. Everything else is just bloody bodies on the ground. Um, and it is Aramil's turn. There are two. One is over by um, Hadrian's Griffin, and the other is close to you. So the one that's engaged with me, I will first use a spell slot to quicken spell, and I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp. Shocking Grasp. Sick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 34. Oh, that'll hit. <laughs> so he takes 48 uh, lightning damage. Okay. It's 11... 23 points of lightning damage. 23 points? And he cannot take reactions, so I am then going to back up about 15 feet in the air and then shoot him with a fireball. Uh, sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. Well, yeah. Do you need to aim to hit for that one? Yes. Okay. 24. Yeah, you hit, and you don't even need to roll damage on this one because there was only one point health uh, left on this guy. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Crypto Diva is staggering, and you just burn it to a crisp. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> strike hard, strike fast, no mercy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there is one left. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay, it is now the Griffin's turn. Oh, the Griffin's going to... Um, uh, is he going to get a dodge... Uh, let's start by taking two swipes at him. Okay. Sorry, that'll be a beak and a claw. <laughs> a beak and a claw. Uh, that'll be nope on the beak with a natural one. And then the claw, <laughs> claw will be a 22. Okay, the claw hits. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like there should be danger music. <laughs> I know, I gotta start uh, collecting background music that I can use <laughs> yeah. for, for these battles. Uh, especially with all the dice rolling. Yeah, this, especially this. 10 slashing. Time. 10 slashing damage? Okay, it's still up, but it's looking hurt. We'll find that. We'll okay, that uh, that's the end of that turn. It is uh, the Corrupted Diva's turn. Uh, the diva is going to turn around to the griffin that just attacked it and give it a good multi-attack. Bye-bye, griffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, apparently you can, you know, summon a rhinoceros, so. Saber-toothed tiger, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, what is the AC? Not very good, 12. Yeah, so that's uh, 17 and an 18, so those both hit. Uh, right, so that's going to be a lot. <laughs> Does it do more than 14 damage? Let's roll and find out. 
Yeah, that's a base of 10. Yeah, it's going to be down. Yeah, oh, no. that's 17 points. It just disappears in a poof of smoke. It just evaporates. Bye, oh, Griffin. party member goes down. All right, yep. Diva just turns around. Diva just turns around and tears into the Griffin with an iron mace, and it's gone. That is their turn, and there's only one left, so that's it for them. Uh, next is actually Liari's turn, who is still up and kicking. And she's going to go up to that uh, corrupted Tifa and say, I'm sorry, my friend, and uh, go in to attack she's, herself. She's healed now, right, from that short rest that we did? Yeah, she's she's okay. fully healed. She's taken some damage. And but... she's a... She's a uh... So planetar, what is it? Planetar? She well, I mean, she's a diva as well. Oh, I misunderstood that. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, she she's a diva. She's the same as these other people. She just these other things that you've been fighting, but she refused to help Tempani, um, and because of that, she remains uncorrupted for because she refused to go into the farm realms with Tempani. Gotcha. Um, right, and with. A 19 to hit being the lowest that she hits. She definitely hits both of those. Let's see how much damage she does. Angel on angel action. <laughs> battle, battle, battle. Six. We, we need like a, uh, a mean Jean Okerlund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I got yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see. That's 14. God is my witness. He is broken in half. He's broken in half. <laughs> And then, of course, along with that, um, she, like, basically, like, pounds into this corrupted diva with her mace. And then she also releases um, some, like, 18 radiant damage. And in this bright, shining light, that diva goes down. So now there is nothing left but a bunch of dead bodies on this observation deck. Um, in front of you is the, uh, I mean, sort of, like mostly broken gondola um because it was kind of affected by the reverse gravity spell <laughs> um gondola is it where does it lead to is it being like, it's, it's attached from the observation deck into this like what looks like this weird purple portal into um the far realms hmm. so this is what they were using to tra travel back and forth yes mm. is there any other way out of this Area is that? Does that look like where Timpani? Does that like the source of where we're going? It's either that or back into the temple that you just left a while ago. Once more into the breach. Yeah, literal breach. It's breach. A, li <laughs> a literal breach. Uh, spirit shield at the ready, and just kind of dusting off the goop that has fallen from all of the splattered uh, bodies that have fallen to the ground. Just kind of like trying to step over them as as a lion. Just heads over to the gondola. Okay. Are you all are you all taking it over? Yeah. yeah. Me, Valon, one and two head over as well. I will fly overhead. Okay. It you know, <laughs> it takes a little bit longer for the gondola to to get going. You know, it seems a, li a little damaged, like it's kind of creaking along. You worry a little bit about it, um about it f falling, but it seems sturdy enough that it stays. And uh as you go through, um, you're within a few feet. The portal, it starts to like you get this powerful tug, like you're like as you're going through the portal, and everything goes black for a minute. Uh, when you wake up, you are on a beach, or at least something that looks like a beach. Uh, the sand beneath you is this coal black, 
and uh, but rather than the waves uh, being water, it's these waves of a thick gray mist that crash in and out on the beach with wisps like boiling off into the air, um, like and drifting into like banks of fog. Um, there are strange like keening and wails ringing out from like all from all around you and far away and shadows that seem to be moving. Um, welcome. To the far realms. Ooh. Just um, a lot of uh, fantasy wind. Just <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a very uh, ominous place. If you uh, look off into the distance, you see um, ruined spires of an ancient city that seem to ping, peek up from the clouds. Um, though whether they're dangling from the underside of some floating landmass or simply defying the laws of gravity, you're not sure. Um the main, the only structure within sight that's not floating in the sky is this tall, dark tower uh, that is twisting its way through the sky without care for orientation or reason. Um, doors open onto vertical drops, walls spiral in on themselves, and features flow as though they've melted in a hot sun. Um, mm. The structure looks like it's roughly 100 feet across and some 500 feet tall. Uh, there's numerous small towers surrounding it, uh, some of which seem to float in the air with bases consumed by mist. Um, and that is what you see. Hmm. This is to, fun. I hate to admit it. <laughs> Am I the only one of us that can't fly? No. Oh. I can't fly either. Okay, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I guess we're going to have to walk it, huh? Where are we walking to? That... Doom ridden structure. <laughs> I would say that's probably where we got to go. Uh, that's why don't we ask the person who oh, actually knows right. where we're going? <laughs> yep, I you forgot turn around. We have... there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Liari, wh- where do you recommend we go? Um, she says, I've I've actually never been in here before. <sighs> um, but the the large tower seems like the best location. I do that thing where I point at my eyes with my two fingers and then I point at her eyes with my two fingers as like, I got you. And then uh, <laughs> I do have a question. If you are in here, well, is is being here what turned the others? Are we in danger of having you turn on us at any minute? <laughs> um, she she kind of, she says, I, I it, it does, feel, do you not feel how strange it is in here? Um, I think I'm okay, but I don't think anyone is meant to have stayed here for long a place of madness i don't feel odd in the slightest incomplete it like a like no i feel fine but the narrator says he did not feel fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um is there any yeah make make an intelligence check Ooh, all of y'all dice rolling that's a big old three from liam okay 17 from Mathelon. okay 17. Cool. 19. Great. Uh, everyone except Lion. <laughs> I kind of get the sense that this isn't like, there, there isn't like some sort of like parasite here, but the longer, the longer people stay, the more their mental states deteriorate. You kind of get this feeling of like, it feels like something is watching you nothing is watching you but it feels like something is watching you 
the corruption and it will yeah. seep in and start to just take us apart. Right. But... Um Lance just starts like edging his way to the to the, the direction of he just starts mm-hmm. like we got a job to do. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Uh, yeah. Is there any sign of like? Are there like tracks or signs of movement between where we like came in through the breach and the ruined tower in the distance? Um, make a perception check. Ooh, twenty-one. Nice. Great. Um, you. So, I mean, it looks like there there could have been uh, foot traffic here, but it's been a while. Um, but also as you're looking up and around, you notice that, um, this cloud of torn papers all of a sudden starts drifting down from the central tower, um, seemingly coming from a large open area towards the top that's glowing with a blue flickering light. Um, and those, those torn scraps are kind of floating like towards you and towards this gray foggy sea. Uh, points up and says... Do the rest of you see what I see? I don't have a good feeling about that. Lion is looking at the ground and <laughs> not paying attention. <laughs> like, don't look at anything. Don't look at anything. <laughs> Evil magic. <laughs> if I'm good at one thing, it's burning paper. <laughs> you want to burn the paper? Uh, let's wait till I see if it's aggressive. <laughs> Maybelline literally <laughs> chuckles. Uh, Maybelline's going to cast Fine Familiar. Uh, Whoa. And summon his trusty uh, snow owl familiar, uh, okay, Ramada sure. <laughs> Um And he's going to sit. Your owl's name is Ramada Inn. Ramada Inn. <laughs> Meet me at the Ramada. Um, he's going to like exchange a silent uh, word with his owl friend and tell his owl to go check out that cloud of papers that's incoming. Okay, um, is the owl trying to catch them or just take a look at them? Just take a look at them. Okay, can the owl make an intelligence check? Oh, man, not so smart. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to go well. (laughs) Five. (laughs) They look like pieces of paper. Cool, cool, cool. My feathered friend has confirmed that those are, in fact, pieces of paper coming towards (laughs) us. I'm not not anti-book. I'm not anti uh, knowledge and anti, but uh, flying around, it feels like we got to find the source of where this is coming from. I keep it. Yeah. That tower is probably it. I would get the guy. <laughs> probably. I'm not one to uh, lament my own uh, intuition. So let's. I, I land just starts walking. Yeah. yeah. The pieces of paper are now like yeah. within reaching distance and oh. just they float. They're floating towards the tower. Oh, Mathlon's going to grab one as they're walking towards the tower. Make a dex check. Whoa. I'm about to embarrass myself. <laughs> oh, 24. Okay. Action. Yep. You um, roll a d6 for me. Oh, goodness. <laughs> roll a death saving throw. Three. <laughs> Three? Paper cut to death. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You catch. Um, you, you're just catching one of them? Yep. Yep. Okay. You catch that one. Uh, it looks like it's written in. Well, what languages do you know? Oh boy, this is actually. This is your thing. Good for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, proficiencies: celestial, abyssal, elvish. Uh, I'm gonna draconic. lower your mic a little. Sorry. No, you're good. Common, elvish, draconic, celestial, and abyssal. 
Uh, great. So uh, you you recognize this as celestial, mm. um, and it's just a scrap of paper, and it says in this kind of scrawled writing, um, "Problem is time. Given enough, all is doomed. So only this." And then it looks like it, you know, was ripped off. Hmm. You know, torn pieces of paper. So Maithlan shares that with everyone else and says, hmm, these look like pieces of a book. Mm-hmm. This is part of an incomplete text. And starts trying to grab other ones um, as they're making their way there. Okay, make more dexterity checks. Oh, man. You just make one more since you're 23. Damn. So deft. Whoa, yeah. Great. Um, there, it's not like it's a constant stream of paper. It's just like this one collection of notes. Um, but you do catch a couple of interesting bits from the pieces that you can read. Um, you read something like, uh, giver needed would be immense. Only source would be one of the elder on. And then... Realms is flowing like a river, uh, rearing down a mountain. Given enough time, it's domain. Hmm. Um, Milan's gonna head, like, hang back a little bit and talk to Li- Liari? Yeah, Liari. Um, and share the notes, say, like, does any of this seem familiar? Um, Liari looks at the notes, and she says, well, um, we knew that that uh, Timpani was working on, you know, she wanted to use chronomancy for something. Um, If she's thinking about time, it probably has something to do with that. But, I mean, if she needs a power source as, well, actually, hold on. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <You're so close. laughs> she's like, I, I don't know what she means by an elder, but um, maybe it sounds like she's using a large power source. Do I have any knowledge of the planes or the far realms? To Does that mean anything to me? Uh, you can make an inte- uh, intelligence cast. Oh. Ben? Yeah. Oh. Check. 19. Um, from what you know, which, I mean, your, your main Is study, that intelligence or arcana? Uh, I said intelligence. Then straight 19. Yeah. Um, from what you know, uh, based on, I mean, you didn't spend as much time studying magic as opposed to using what you had to <laughs> conquer. Kind of. Yeah. So what, what you kind of get from understanding is that the Far Realms is this, it's a from what you've learned while trying to get more powerful. It's a domain of immense power, but also immense danger. It is a place of like spoiling, <clears throat> like the beings that you've perhaps met trying to uh, you know gain power have never really wanted to go there. It's an area of uh, chaos and madness. Yes. So. Don't go there. And no. And now you're Look, here. we are. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Um, are we done reading? I've had enough of these, these readings. There's, there's so much reading going on. <laughs> well, we know where we need to go. Somewhat. To the tower. Yeah. All right. So you head towards the tower. 
Um, are you... I mean, you approach, there is a large arched doorway that leads into the interior of the tower. Um, do you want to go head in at the bottom? Should, yeah. I'm going to have the owl sort of like scouting ahead of us over time. Just like Inside? Uh, or up? Are there windows? That are I mean, the, the whole place is covered in these like weirdly organized doors and windows it looks like you know some some of the windows might be like weirdly like melty shaped and oh. it's very tim burton-esque yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. what i'm picturing yeah um, so i mean they can they can check stuff out if they want to all right cool uh now i'll just send them around the tower up to the top and then have them come back down okay um <laughs> make a perception check for your owl yay all right 22 Damn. 22. All right. Um, it flies towards the top. Um, and, you know, as it starts circling around um, and it gets towards the top of the tower, they do see um, they see a little bit of that that flickering blue light coming from that. Um, I mean, so so are you seeing through the eyes of? So owl? yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna take, I'm gonna use an action to see through its uh, eyes and okay. hear through its ears. Great. So uh, you're seeing through your owl's eyes. Mm -hmm. um, this uh, room up top. It looks like this <coughs> chamber, um, and it has these like like these like black tiles on the floor and like like you can see you can't see entirely but it looks like it's a very tall ceiling um and it's like just this open doorway there's this glowing light from it um you can't fully see what like what is in there like you don't see like full definition because the light is fairly bright but you do see like the silhouette of this um angelic creature and then also, um, like, 20 feet away from them, you see this, like, hulking dark mass. Uh, Maithlon shares that information in real time with everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys <laughs> notice that his eyes have, like, gone completely white as he's using the owl's eyes. Um, hmm. I asked the other version of you, I was like, does he do this a lot? <laughs> he's <laughs> like, we do it when needed. Yeah. Is he still just, like, naked he's with He's naked with a scimitar. Great. Yeah. Let's yeah, ride like, unembarrassed yeah. about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, you know what I offer? I have a that robe wrapped around my shield from that first guy that we found, that dead boatsman. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll offer it to. Oh, yeah, he'll uh, take it. Yeah, hey, cover up your wang with this. Uh, <laughs> it is appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Very appreciated. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, assuming the rest of you guys are entering the tower. Yeah, let's go. Let's rock and roll. Um, you head into the tower. The interior is this like mind numbing mess of impossible geometry and twisted gravity. Uh, dimensions seem to twist and buckle before your very eyes. Um, and like the staircases like turn in space. So they appear to lead in doors that like are fa like face sideways. It's this weird, very trippy uh, tower. But the only part that seems to actually make sense is the central spiral staircase, which climbs all the way up the tower. There are dozens of wooden doorways leading off of the stairs, even as it twists around. Um, but as you enter in, you look around you and you see dozens of these white robed priests and angels. They are every single one of them sitting huddled against like the back wall of the tower. 
um, or studying their hands and feet intensely. Like, make a make an insight check. Thirty. Whoa. Oh, ten. Seven. Damn. Okay. Eight. <laughs> Maithalon? Did you? Ten. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Hadrian, <laughs> uh, you you clearly notice that um, these individuals are have like essentially lost their minds. Something terrible has happened to their minds. They've been here for far too long. They cannot put up a threat. They're lost. They have no idea what they're doing. Mm. And I think they might be contributing to whatever's going on upstairs, but they're nothing to worry about for us. Yeah. Should we put them out of their misery? That seems a little preemptive, don't you think? As soon as he's, as soon as uh, Adrian says that, uh, Lion puts his sword back in his chest. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe by solving what's upstairs, fine. we can free them. I don't know. It's possible. It sounds uh, much less uh, bloody than I what I was going to do. So yeah, let's do that. That's it. Are you guys moving? Okay. On? Yeah. yeah. So does, yeah, let's climb. We can move up. How far? How far up was the uh, that ebony tiled chamber that that was all at the very top? Um, uh, so, I mean, the whole tower is at least 500 feet tall, and it was at the very top. Man, that's so tall. There was a spiral staircase. Spiral staircase going up. Yeah, I just you fly through the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Aramo doesn't do stairs. Of course not. Um, but, I mean, if whoever wants to fly or climb can make <laughs> yeah. their way up yeah. the stairs. As you go up, you see... I walk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also walking. As, as you make your way up, you see, you know, that there are... Other individuals, like the ones you saw on the ground floor, um, also, like, sitting around and kind of, like, um, you know, like, huddling, not really, like, paying attention to you all every once in a while. Like, one of them says something like, you know, like, it's broken. Broken. It's time. You know, they're, like, muttering to each other um, and to themselves. Like, weird, weird shit. They Um, are lost. They are lost. (laughs) Uh, but as you make your way up, um, you make your way to this large double, large double black door that seemed to match uh, the description of at least the tiles that Maithlon gave you. Um, I guess those who are flying, just yeah. Aramel, I think Liari probably went with you. Um, you guys reach it first. Are you going in? Uh, Your wait. friends are probably a little bit behind you. I'll wait for them to go in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The spellcaster should not be the first one in the room, I think. <laughs> all right, are you guys all going in? Push the doors open. Yeah. Great. <sighs> you go in. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are juggernauting through this. I know, right now. <laughs> I know it's great. Um, so you, you power on in, you see this, like, Almost like this triangular shaped room that's like at least 60 feet like in, I mean, I guess diameter, you know, triangles are weird, but, um, and then like it reaches to this like point at the top, at least 50 feet tall. Um, it's supported by a dozen, a dozen thick pillars and the room is lit by braziers, um, that are burning with the flickering purple lights, um, it's open to air at both ends. Um, yeah, please. Oh, don't. okay. Yeah. 
It's Great. it's open it's open to air at both ends. Um, one of which looks out on the misty sea that you guys came from, and the other side opens to a surprisingly normal blue sky, complete with a white clouds and a faint sun. Um, make an arcana check. Ooh. Go, great for lion. Good oh. good stuff for lion. Eleven. Twelve. Oh shit. Eighteen. Rolled a, rolled a yeah, eighteen lemon. as well. For lion. Whoa. Yeah, wait. Okay, all right. Interesting. Reading books. Yeah. But lion and Aramil, you notice that you recognize this as a portal, possibly black, back to um, a f- more familiar plane. Mm. I could see my house from here. <laughs> we have a way out, at least. Yes. So you see that. But in the very center of the room are a couple of strange things. First is Timpani herself. Um, she is this solar, um, (laughs) she's, uh, incredibly tall with, you know, a body that radiates power and strength, uh, ragged white wings grow from her shoulders and she wears a torn robe trimmed with gold and purple. She is chanting at the center of a circle etched with hundreds of complex runes that flicker with ethereal light. Um, above her... Suspended by from the ceiling, 20 feet above her, by thick change, is an aberration of terrifying proportions. So this creature um, seems to, like, superficially resemble, like, a giant humanoid, but it's, it's massive, like, bulging against the roof of this, of this space. Um, huh. It's, it has, like, it's flesh, it's, like, almost, like, melted and warped. Uh, Instead of legs, it has a mass of tentacles, no two of which are the same. And its arms end in long, delicate fingers with three or four joints each and bare red flesh where nails should be. Its head is egg-shaped with snake-like slit for a nose that sits above a lipless black hole of a mouth. Two huge eyes stare out from the head, and they are angled vertically, and their inky pupils swivel independently. Um, It's held up by these chains. These chains look to be made of a thick black iron, as thick as a man's forearm, and each link is etched with some sort of glowing rune. So like a nightmare, like in person. Like a nightmare incarnate. No, it's it's awful. Good God. Can I get any idea of what... Tampani is doing with the runes and the creature? Um, make an arcana check. Ooh. Whoop. 23. Uh, 23. You, you know that she is preparing this very intense, um, this very intense spell that it's, it's, I mean, it's the number of runes on it. It's got to have some sort of changing, like world altering magic, but you don't recognize the magic itself. That's not anything that you've actually worked with or seen. Oh, this is bad. Uh, Lion just shouts out, Timpani, <laughs> we've been challenged to take you down. And I just draw my my spear and my shield, and I'm just like, uh, like, right? I look back, <laughs> right? We did say we would try and talk to her. Yeah, she uh, she turns around, um, 
and she she kind of like exhales, like puts her arms down and turns around while still standing in this circle. You see that her eyes are solid white, but they're shot with veins of glittering purple and they're ringed with black. Um, she looks at you all and uh, she goes, hmm, you must be sent here from Amzale. I can sense the chronomancy on you. That, that was the guy. That's him. <laughs> Where on earth did you come from? What is this place called Earth you speak of? <laughs> where where in the universe did you come from? We've come from many different places. We have been summoned here to stop this madness, to stop what you are trying to do. Please see reason. Look at the creatures you are dealing with. Nothing positive can come from that. Oh, but I worked so hard to get this. She kind of like looks up at it and smiles a little bit. Um, if you look, you'll see that there is this huge lock on the chains as well. Um, and make a perception check. All of us are just uh, uh anyone who's looking closely. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty as well. Fifteen. Aramel. Um, 20. Great. Um, you notice that, it, uh, you, you surmise that the chain is for the, and the key for that lock is on her neck. Um, she, she says, but I worked so hard to get this. And to be honest, I think you all need to see a reason, not me. What do you plan to do with this creature? Well, I'd say... That I plan to save everyone. What, by ending time? She she nods at you and she goes, yes, exactly. Um, the Far Realms, they're hard to control, but it's, it is foreseen and unstoppable that the Far Realms will one day take over everything. And then the people you've seen... Uh, the amount of suffering that you might have seen while you've come here, it will be everywhere in all of your homes. But perhaps if it's only a matter of time, she kind of smiles a little bit and extends her hand. Perhaps if time were to stop, there would be no, the far realms would have nowhere to go. You have no idea what consequences come from this. There's a reason chronomancy is barred, outlawed. Oh, I know much more than you do about what I'm doing. She's not reachable, says Maithalon <laughs> Prime. Maithalon 2 says no, she isn't. And this, this elder being, it could only be done here. This, this one up here, she, it has the power that I need. I only had to be here. I'm sorry you had to come all of this way. But you know, if you want, you are you can certainly go to your homes, enjoy the last moments of before your death, and then time will cease and you will forever be glorified in battle or death or heroics, and then you will never have to worry again. Well, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. That's kind of my entire deal. Um <laughs> Are we done talking? Uh, I will <laughs> not let you harm my people. You will be stopped. 
You're making a mistake, but if you try to stop me, I will have to stop you. Mavelon Prime says, do it. Mavelon 2 nods and casts Maze on the Abomination thingy. Maze? Yes. What, now what I get is to that? share about Maze. Yeah, what please is maze? explain. Maze is an eighth level conjuration spell. <laughs> uh, you banish a creature you can see within range into a labyrinthine demiplane. The target remains there for the duration or until it escapes the maze. The target can use its action to attempt to escape. When it does so, it makes a DC 20 intelligence check. If it succeeds, it escapes and the spell ends. Okay, um, is there a save on that? There is not. There's no save. <laughs> what? Um, There's wait. the intelligence save at the end of the, um, so for its action. You attempt to do this. Uh-oh. And as you do this, um, the chains that are surrounding it glow a vibrant color. And it's almost as if they absorb the uh, magic. You get the sense that this, these are these special chains that will not, these are dimensional shackles. They won't let the creature go travel in space so or time. Cool. I look at Timpani and... She says, ooh, I'm going to need that. You're not the only person who can alter reality. <laughs> and I begin casting. Okay, roll for initiative, you oh, guys. Boy. Cool. I don't, I don't know what you're casting, but okay. Go ahead. Um, boo -da -doom. I got 21. 14 this time. <gasps> 20. 25. Natural 20 on natural the initiative 20? roll. <clears throat> oh, sh All right. One second. I got to. Yeah, we got to write all this down. I got to I gotta start start the battle. Yeah. The tableau of this is fantastic, though. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's this intense. Peaked triangle room with a giant nightmare embodied yeah. Yeah, in hanging chains. from the ceiling. A solar, which is a giant god angel. Yeah. Um, it's like the Archangel Michael, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. All right. Uh, could you give me your initiative rolls again, please? I had a natural 20 for a total of 25. Um, was that Mathlon Prime? Mathlon Prime, yes. Oh, and Mathlon 2. Yeah, you need to do both. He's 23. Oh, she's 23. Both ahead. I got a 21. Uh, Lion has a 21. Okay. Aramo has a 20. All right. And Hadrian's backing up with a 14. <laughs> no, 14. What about your Griff? Oh, Griff. oh. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Griffin's dead. Um, got to do Liari as well. She rolled shit, so she's going last. Okay. Um... Mathlon Prime, you are first. All right. Um, Mathlon Prime is going to use his bonus action to begin singing the Blade Song uh, and <laughs> rush the Solar Tempani in front of us and attack her twice with his Moonblade. Okay. Uh, 27 to hit. Um, That hits. Cool. Doing... Uh, 10 slashing damage. Oh, sorry, 15 slashing damage. Um, okay. 10, you said 15 slashing damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Followed by a 23 to hit. That also hits. Doing 17 slashing damage. 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. Off to a good start here. Right, that's 32 points of damage on her. Uh, is that all? That is all for Mathalon Prime. Great. Now it is Mathalon Dose. <laughs> Mathalon Dose is going to 
use his action to cast haste on Maithlon Prime. Cool. And then tag team, I like it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, can you you can cast two spells in a turn, but only as long as one of them is a bonus action, right? And it's a cantrip. It's a cantrip. Yeah. yeah. You can only spend one spell slot. Yeah. All right. Um, and he will run and flip through the legs of the solar to get on the other side of her, and that'll be his turn. Through the legs of the solar. Mm -hmm. Um. Does she get an attack of uh of opportunity? Uh. I don't know. Well, he's not trying to run away from her, just like to her, but behind. But you're going through her. Yeah. So she does get an attack of opportunity. Oh, no. Um. All right. She is going to... Are you to... trying to get into flanking? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, and he's going to use his bonus action. I mean, you can you can run around her, but if you're Blade sliding through her leg, she's going to... You were just trying to make it cool, weren't you? I want yeah. to slide through her legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Attack of opportunity. She is going to swing with her great sword. Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a 26 to hit. Oh, whoa. Uh, wait, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. I'll wait. All right. <laughs> yep, that hits. Great, here we go. Ready for the 4d6? Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, no. That's her regular attack. That's um, 12 points of slashing damage. All right, all right. Um, yeah, plus psychic damage. Hold on. Now we gotta do all the d8s. I really need to get more dice. <laughs> so is it I can roll big, big, big dice rolls for you if you like. Uh, how many? <laughs> yeah, that's twenty-four points of psychic damage. Oh, what was the total there? Um, oh. Thirty-six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And you right, need to so make a concentration check. Mathalon Prime is going to use. Yeah, definitely. Or Mathalon 2 is going to use um, Song of Defense. Song of Defense. So, beginning of the 10th level, you can direct your magic to absorb damage. You can use a reaction to expend one spell slot and reduce damage to you by an amount equal to five times that spell slot level. So, he's going to use a six level spell slot and reduce that damage by 30. So, he takes six. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> Great. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and Very then cool. Still needs to make a concentration deck, though. So the e DC would be 10? Yeah, now that you've served. Yeah, you've yeah, I guess it. so. Yeah. 20. Great. Nice. You got it. You're good. All right. It is now Lion's turn. Uh, Lion, seeing that, he's going to jump. He's going to dive down. Um, like the solar is very tall, right? Timpani is very big. Yeah, she's a big lady. So, um, in a series of slashing with his sword, he's going for the Achilles tendons of uh, this poor solar. Okay. With, the first attack is going to be a trip attack. A trip attack. A trip attack. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so let me see if I hit. Hold on. With my short sword. That is a natural 20. Oh. Uh, critical hit. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and, uh, well, let me see, because then it does crit damage. It's going to be 16 slashing damage, wounding, and then plus um, three from the combat die. But then it also has to make a strength saving throw, DC 19, or it is knocked prone. Strength saving? Yeah. Uh, okay, great. 
Um, yes. With strength, that is going to be a, um, 20. Just by one. It was a DC 19. Okay. Uh, we're going to do that again. (laughs) We're just going to keep doing a slash, uh, hacking at her legs. Go for it. That is a 23. Um, that hits. 23. And that is, uh, eight damage plus one. And another DC 19. Um, that's a 19. Shh, doing it again. It. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, 26. That hits. That's going to be 12 plus a uh, 12 damage. So 24 on that hit. Yo, I'm met fucking this, these girls ankles, the, the Achilles <laughs> tendons up uh-huh. another trip attack. That's three combat superiority so far. Ooh, that's a, um, that's, Ooh, I can do math. That's a 17. That solar is knocked prone. She's not prone. So um, she is, I'm basically just like, sha, 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 the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and then she falls back, I'll say. Okay. And then I'm going to, uh, so now every attack on her melee attack has advantage. Mm-hmm. Because she's knocked prone, right? So. Sure. Then, so for my last attack, uh, that's a natural one. I, mi- I miss. I miss. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I just slashed at her ankles. She falls down to the ground, uh, and now she takes uh, one, three D4 damage at the beginning of every round. Three D4? At the beginning of every single round. At the beginning of every round because of my, my wounding Very sword. Cool. Okay. I've just given everybody uh, melee attack advantage, and then I just kind of give like a little salute to both the Maithalons. Great. It is Aramil's turn. Still chanting, I make my way closer to her, and I will say, your mind is already lost, so hopefully this wouldn't be too bad, and I will cast Wish to then cast on her Feeble Mind. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, so you're wishing to cast Feeble Minds? The Wish spell will recreate a spell of 8th level or lower, so I'm using Wish to cast Feeble Mind. Okay, what's the save on that? Last mind of a creature. Um, one second. It must make an intelligence saving throw. And I will use nine sorcery points to heighten that so she has disadvantage on the save. Oh, man. Okay, well, she usually has advantage on saving throws on magical spells, so this evens it out. That was horribly caught. That was, again... Um, legendary resistances. <laughs> hold on. I'm just going to look through this really quick. Sure. Uh, this was saying, I, I, I'm really proud of all the damage I just did. I just want to like, like <laughs> how dare you take my legend away from me? That's, okay. what, that's all what I have. What did you say the DC was? 21. Um, That's that's an 18. Oof. On a failed save, the creature's intelligence and charisma scores immediately become one. Mm. The creature can't cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate in any intelligible way. The creature can, however, identify its friends, follow and protect them. At the end of every 30 days, the creature can repeat the saving throw. Nothing else will get it back. I am potentially about to be the guy that, like, reminds the teacher to collect homework at the end of the class. (laughs) 
But does the Solar have legendary resistances? Um, I mean, I'm ch- I, I, I fucking checked. She doesn't have <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Ah. Wait well, a minute. And... Uh, now I'm checking. Uh-oh. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll also take 46 of psychic damage. Sure, why not? <laughs> Nine. So she is a solar with the land of the team. Ooh, is this a charmed effect? It's an enchantment. 18 uh, psychic damage on top of that. Nice. Okay, well, she's resistant to psychic damage, so that's half to nine. Mm. Ha ha, so there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Fuck. Um, I genuinely am looking also to see if there is a way out of it for her. I'm looking, too. <laughs> No. Interesting. Interesting. I love it. That's definitely purposely built in as a weakness for that. Fucking that hate monster. that. How long it does Wish take to cast? Like instant. Wish, I believe yeah. it is an action. Yeah. So it's I an will, action. Yeah, I can look it up. Real quick. I will check it. It is one action. Cast All right. time. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not upset. For the record, um, wish wish is the mightiest spell of mortal creature. It is the mightiest spell. So it is altering reality. Sense. Level 20 campaign, baby! Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Fuck, shit. Guys. <laughs> I mean, okay, so it's Tempani's turn. <clears throat> it is also the Elder Being's turn. Oh, God. Um, oh, no. The Elder Being is going to reach out to Tempani. Um,. Grab hold of her and start merging together. Whoa. Oh my God. Her mind isn't there anymore. She <laughs> it's just going to absorb her now. Oh, no. Yeah. So um as it does so, it like it I mean it just starts warping and forming and it turns into this thing. It sprouts these like toxic looking wings. Um, and it's the key and like it here. Hold on. I was actually. gonna ask, can I use mm-hmm. my reaction to like grab the key after she fell or something like that? Mm, I don't like, think it works that way. I know, I know. I'm just trying to figure out. I don't, <laughs> I, if, is you've done key, enough. <laughs> is the key of, yeah, I know, right? Is the key absorbed into the, oh, well, the thing is absorbing her, right? Yeah. Oh, forget it. Hold on, I, I'm gonna have to roll something for a quick second. Um, so as it does so, it manages to grab hold of the chains that are attaching it and break them off. So now this being plops to the ground, it looks at you all and it lets out this Godzilla-like scream. And that is where we're going to have to leave it. Oh, so cool. (laughs) So, uh, you done fucked up. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. Hi, guys. It's uh, future Aaron again. Um, Thank you so much for listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I hope that you guys had a wonderful time. Uh, We'll be back next week with more fun, live, new guests and content. Uh, So make sure to stay tuned and listen to our archive uh, on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org or, you know, check us out on Spotify. Or if you just want to hear my random ramblings and stupid posts on Twitter, you can do that too at Aaron is a bird. E-R-Y-N is a bird. Again, have a wonderful afternoon, you guys. 
we will talk to you again soon enjoy more radio free brooklyn goodbye